Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't wait for this chat, Heels. Um, big, big story. So we know about Peter Ball being, having not trained since January 10 of being banned. Um, but what's happened now, he was provisionally suspended after a positive A sample for EPO, but his B sample has come back and it did not confirm the A sample. There's no one better in Australia to go to than leading sports medicine specialist who was brilliant when this first broke and speaking to us here on SEN. Dr. Peter Larkins, thank you for joining us. Can we, can you, can we get this in layman's terms that Peter Boll is, is allowed to go back into training? Morning, Pat. Morning, Heels. Yeah, I mean, gee, it's turning out to be more complex. But yes, he's allowed to provisionally the suspension has been lifted pending an investigation and a further analysis by an expert EPO committee of WADA. So what that means in English, Pat, is the second uh, testing of the original sample called the B sample was not negative. It was atypical, Pat. Now, this is where the confusion of WADA confuses everyone, including me. So it wasn't a positive finding, it was an atypical finding, which means it goes to an EPO specialist committee to work out exactly what that means. They have lifted the suspension so he can compete. I hope he's been training since January the 10th, Pat, because athletes really should keep training yeah, in, the, sure. in the belief that they're going to be exonerated. So hopefully that's the case with the World Championships coming up. But the confusion, Pat, has arisen because the first sample was a positive. So that was an adverse finding, as it's called, in yeah. the A sample. Hence, hence the, the reanalysis of the sample, the B sample. Not a negative test, Pat, what they call an atypical. Now, that's the problem because what that means is it's not quite what they wanted it to be. It, it, they've got to work it out. It goes to an investigative committee. It's, it really is so frustrating, Pat, to be honest. So he's allowed to train again, Pete, but by the sounds of that, he still sits in limbo a, a bit. Absolutely, yes. So there's two stages to come, Pat. One, it goes to um, the EPO specialist committee to see what the atypical finding was. They haven't released what they mean by that. Um, then it will go to the committee that determines whether there's a sanction required, which would be investigated. Mm. So, you know, it, it may turn out to be nothing, and that's that's really the likely scenario, given that it wasn't a true positive on the second test. Quite unusual, as we spoke last time, to sure. not have a positive on a second. But the thing that's clouded it, Pat, is rather than coming back and say, oh, well, there was a problem on the first test and the laboratory stuffed up or whatever, because we were waiting to hear what the explanation would be, but the fact that it's atypical means that they're still concerned about the pattern of the analysis of the sample. Now, just to back up a step, Paddy, EPO's been around for many, many years in sport, but there aren't that many positive tests. And so the analysis of them isn't all that discussed all that often by the labs as to how accurate they think it is. Um, and potentially, because it's not accurate, they've missed some of them over the years, again, because EPO is still used in endurance sports to improve endurance and to, to make the blood carry oxygen better, just to explain what EPO is for the listeners. But but secondly, the fact that there aren't a lot of tests means the testing isn't, there's not a lot of experience with these um, atypical findings by the committee. So where it goes, 
And let's hope it's sorted out quickly, Pat. But where mm. it goes, I'm not sure. We, I'm sure we'll have a third interview, if uh, not that I'm looking for more airtime. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be the A-sample testing that comes under scrutiny. Yeah. Well, it heals exactly. Good morning. I mean, it does, because certainly, you know, let's say it had been a negative B sample, and I've been alluding to this over the last week when I was aware that the B sample was about to be released. If the, if the B was negative, there would have been all hell to play by lawyers and managers' heels as to why was the A sample yeah. so inaccurate, and they would have put the labs under pressure, because labs are judged on their ability to get accurate results. And Cologne in Germany is the, the top one in the world. We have only one in Australia in Sydney. So the lab would have been under pressure as to why they got it wrong, if you know what I mean, mm. if it had been an A positive and a B negative. But the confusion out of the B being atypical means that it's not negative, but they're not sure whether the changes on the EPO screen are, are residual from something else or, or whatever. And this is where um, the laboratory will have to justify it. So at the end of the day, Peter Boll is free to train and free to compete until the final uh, answer comes out. And then, I, if I was him and his managers, I'd be wanting a great explanation as to why I was put through all this. Yeah, well, his, his lawyer has gone off. But uh, a couple of quotes here. Peter Bold saying, this has been nothing less than a nightmare and the relief I'm feeling today is hard to describe. But his, his US-based lawyer, Paul Green, has gone a lot further and he said there's got to be an investigation into why the initial results of the A sample were released so early and basically cast him into a, a, a very poor light. Yeah, that's that's the second um, point of dispute and, and discussion, Pat. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, when, when the A sample is, the information is released, it's released directly to the, the athlete to say, hey, Pat, you've had an abnormal test, yep. and it can go to your doctor, so your doctor can then advise you, your sport doctor, in this case, athletics. Now, whether the sport gets notified, that's totally up to the privacy of the athlete because you're free to wait for the B sample. So sometimes athletes will announce the results of the A sample because they're so, you know, absolutely gobsmacked that it's even happened and they get up and jump up and down. But it's not up to the organisation to release it publicly. So correct that there was some um, leak, for want of a better word, as to why the A sample hit the headlines so uh, vividly. And now this is all urine? Or is there any blood sampling uh, involved, Pat? Good question. Blood sampling is by far the most accurate way, the so-called biological passport that's been introduced many years ago where you get a pattern over time. So a passport gives you a pattern of your travels when you're on the world circuit heels and still are, I guess. A passport in the blood sense gives you the history of all the testing you have so you can see what your levels have been and if there's an abnormal level. So urine is probably only in the 60 to 80% accurate for EPO testing, so that's already a problem. Blood testing has been shown to be 91% accurate on, on research heels. So so I'm not clear as to whether he's had both done. Clearly the blood test is more accurate and, and if the lawyers are getting involved, they would challenge the accuracy of the urine tests historically. And we, before we talk about, well, we've talked about the medical inaccuracies and the testing, the results. Does anything, does it, do many samples go from positive to atypical? You know, does urine go off? Yeah, they, they yeah, well, they do in, in other categories of drugs. EPO, you know, we really chat about because it's such an unusual one to have and hence the headlines. But um, atypical is a category that was introduced some time ago for the 
the B sample or, in fact, the A sample. So sometimes rather than get what's called an adverse finding, which is negative, uh, 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 goes against the athlete when it's adverse, and that was the A sample in this case. Atypical can be on an A sample or the, or the reanalysis of that A sample in the B if it's abnormal but not positive. And I know that sounds weird for listeners, but that's clearly what atypical is introduced. But it co- covers a whole lot of different drugs where the analysis isn't quite definitive and they have to go and do it again. Um, so um, it can happen not just it can happen for urine and, and blood heals yeah. So Pete, just to, to wrap up, and you've been brilliant as usual. How long could we now have to wait uh, before we're told definitely he's in the clear, or there is a further cloud hanging over Peter Bowl? Yeah, well, my crystal ball's in for service today, Pat. But, <laughs> but actually, I, I'm expecting I don't expect it to be within the next month. And I'll tell you why, because what happens now is WADA, who obviously control the whole process, have an investigative committee, which is international. It's not based up in Sydney. So this is the EPO experts around the world will say, well, let's get involved now. So that's an independent tribunal, if you like, from an EPO experts will say, well, what's your concern? They say, well, he's had an adverse, now he's had an atypical. Go back and look at all that. When they do that, then it goes to the sanction committee, which, which, you know, to investigate, to investigate yeah. why all this took place. So two levels of decision-making before a final answer. Um, it, it's, you know, and it's frustrating, but so the EPO committee then has to report to the investigative committee. So you yeah. can imagine how that unfolds at an international level. They've got to get the experts together. They're, they're not Australian-based, to my knowledge, um, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, look, don't, I'm not expecting it before the end of March. Uh, Dr. Peter Larkins, you're brilliant as usual, putting it into into layman's terms for us. Um, but it, it, it's still cloudy, this situation, even though Peter Bowl and his lawyer are, are, are expressing much relief. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it is a relief. In, in, if we summarise it, Pat, I think it's better than having a positive because clearly that would have been massive uh, impact on his committee, on his uh, future. The yeah. What happens now with the um, the investigation means that he's still got a period of time of being under scrutiny, but um, it will give him some option to be training. And hope, look, in general, my perception is that this will turn out to be negative. If you wanted me to um, predict a, yes. a punt for the future, boys. Okay, yeah, Peter, good call. Yeah, Peter, thank you. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Doc. And we'll probably talk again, though, yeah. boys. Okay, yeah. cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Peter Larkin's there, and look, we've got to get to a break, Hills, but at, right at the outset, uh, Bold said, to be clear, I have never in my life purchased, researched, possessed, administered a synthetic EPO or any other pro- uh, prohibited substance. Uh, he's turned He turned over his laptop, his iPad, his, his phones and everything straight away to Sport Integrity Australia to prove that. So... He's. Let's hope he's made a major step towards justification. Uh, and yeah. Peter said, "There's yeah. no way he wouldn't know it was in his system if it was in the system." Yeah.